Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Once again, it's a fine and wonderful Tuesday. With that being said, it's time once again for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, yes, you've seen a whole lot of orange. Usually, B-Live, you know, he represents the Clemson Tigers with his orange on. Uh, Scotty Diaz got up and left the set. I don't know why, but uh, shows a little bit of kneecap there. But, um... The Money Man, Scotty D, he also has on a Clemson Tiger t-shirt, too. And according to him, it is our year. This ha- is our year. Hashtag, in the words of the almighty B-Live, who is we? But enough of my incoherent but yet entertaining rambling. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, a befuddled, a bewildered, and stunningly handsome. Be and steadily handsome, the almighty B-Live. <laughs> What's happening? What's going on in the world today? That is not your slogan. It's, um, our, sl- it's our slogan. What? What? Wait, wait a minute. What? What's, what's happening? What? Why? Tell, 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 tell me why do you have a Clemson shirt? I just what's what's happening? It was really going on in the world today. What? What? Please. This is our okay, year. Just, just Eddie Cool. Just introduce him and let him explain this. I, I got nothing. I got. Go, just go ahead. Go, just do your show. You 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 allowing this? I'm. I'm I'm, I'm one answer. For the first time in the history of the Sports Bros Podcast, our 170 plus episode history of the uh, Sports Bros Podcast, the Almighty Be Live is at a loss of words. Introducing the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, the assistant athletic director at the Trinity High School. He is the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. E L E M S. Oh, and woo, it's our year. It is college football season officially. We saw some college football this past week, but our Clemson Tigers, all roads lead to Dabo. Yes, sir. Coming up. It is time, baby. It is time. I, I got to get this on gallery view because B-Live is just having a is having a whole lip sandwich right about now. Just chewing all kind of lip. You need some salt and pepper and mustard for that lip, boy, because you just chewing the hell out that lip. <laughs> the, audacity, the audacity. Like, I'm... What? Okay. No, I'm, I'm still waiting on the explanation. When did you get the shirt? Oh, when did I get it? Oh, yes, yes. I used to I used to wear this years ago at overtime on college football Saturdays. You who made you this way? 
It's our year, baby. I'm, I'm with you. You should be happy. We're, it's our year. What, I, last time I checked, I, I don't speak French. So this this ain't no we, we. This is our, we, out. What? Hey, did you guys see House of the Dragon? That show is off and running, man. We are cooking House of the Dragon. I have not seen it. it. Oh, man. Good, good episode. All right, let's talk a little football. Let's talk sports here. Let's regroup and be live. Put your pit shirt back on. Well, you didn't seem to like it, so. No, I was fine with it. it. I just, you, you, you were doing your thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get, I'm going to get my jersey on. It's college football, but you, you, ooh, ooh. Eddie Cool, I'm, I'm going to need your Amtrak. Something. Uh, all right. Oh, at the request of the Almighty Be Live, I'm going to Amtrak this thing and hop. The order. And I'm going to hop right into it. The top of the order. Fellas, all the preseason games have been played. In the next few days, I think they said a whopping 842 players are going to get cut um, from Ooh. their respective teams. Ouch. Yeah, that's a whole lot. Yeah. Everybody's having a fancy draft. Matter of fact, we're having our draft tonight as we speak. Um, if you listen to this podcast, uh, we ain't got no more spaces in the Sports Bowl's podcast, Fantasy Football League, because everybody came back like bad breath in the morning. Fellas, let's talk some AFC, some NFC. Who we like, who we don't like, and uh, some surprise teams. Be live. I'm going to start with you first. Let you kind of talk and get, you, get yourself together. All right, so now that now that we're something back to some sense of normalcy, um, this is going to be quite the year. Like right right now, all talks of everything that's going on in NFL is all West Coast. Mm-hmm. AFC West and NFC West are looted, with the exception of Seattle. Um, sorry, sorry about your luck, but man, we're going to be watching a lot of West Coast football this year. Man, oh man, like top to bottom, the AFC West is the strongest in all of football, and in the NFC West, they have the reigning, defending, undisputed. Super Bowl champions, and then you got some um, San Fran that um, they're, they're going with Trey Lance, and they made moves, and they're doing some things. There, there's, there's a lot to talk about in the West. They're they, saying Jimmy G's going to be there this year, though. They're not getting rid of him. As they, a I, as a backup. As a, yeah, as a new, I, that is the new report. Yep, I saw I they restructured his contract. So did he did he just take a pay cut? He was scheduled to make twenty million. I think they did I think they did restructure his contract and I think I saw I think six point eight was a number that I saw. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit more research because that it that was breaking news as of like six thirty PM Monday, right before we started recording. So that that's that's gonna be interesting within itself. Now here's 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 the million dollar question. Who is going to be the top quarterback that reigns supreme in the AFC West? You've got Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. 
there I don't think ever in the history of the NFL have you ever had a loaded division with top tier quarterbacks. Each one of them easily could be in the top ten of in football. I I don't see any argument against that. I think now Derek Carr's got weapons and he's about to show people who he really is. Now I that that's that's where I'm that's where I'm gonna be looking at. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm gonna be looking at my Panthers to see what spark does Baker Mayfield bring to this team. Breaking news just a few um, just a couple hours ago. A trade with the Jaguars. We got another weapon at wide receiver. Um, I, I, um, was it um, Chenault? Yeah, Lavisca Chenault Jr. from yeah. uh, former the Jaguars. So, man, I'm excited to see how he fits in. That's tra- that's a trade right before right before the regular season. So, how quickly can he pick up the playbook, and how effective can he be? But man, they Carolina's got weapons. So I'm curious to see that. I'm curious to see how bad the Cowboys are going to be this year. Um, I'm curious to see um, how 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 many times Aaron Rodgers is going to be tripping on ayahuasca this year. Um, is he going to win MVP for the third straight year? We shall see. At the end of the day, after all of the AFC West, all of the NFC West, I see... It's, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to reign supreme in both of those conferences. Scotty D, what what the, what is most intriguing to you, sir? Uh, that division probably is it's it's probably the, going in the most exciting to watch. I, I'm going to be intrigued to see how the Buffalo Bills respond with the favorite label being slapped on on them. Everybody's picking them this year, and honestly, so am I. I think that it, they're primed and ready to go. Now, if things go according to plan, I think their quarterback is going to be the MVP of the league this year. I think Josh mm-hmm. Allen is going to be the MVP. I think Buffalo can finally overcome the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been weakened a little bit through the offseason. No guarantee the Chiefs even win their division. That's a that's a tough division. They're they're a, a Patrick Mahomes injury away, and it doesn't have to be a major injury. If the guy pulls a hamstring and misses four games, that might be enough to cost you the division. You know what I mean? It might not a season-ending injury might not cost them the division because there's not going to be a lot of room for error in that division. So for that reason, I'm going to pick the Raiders to win the AFC West. I think they're going to win it. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm 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 definitely picking the Bills to win the AFC East. Um, the North, I I, 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 I got to go Bengals again. I don't think that's a big shock just because they, you know, they're they're the defending AFC champions. Uh, the Steelers are, you know, they're, they're questioning a quarterback, but if they have, a, the, if, if it is Kenny Pickett, it plays well, they should be competitive again. I'm not ready to write them out of the playoff picture altogether. And um, we'll see how, how the Ravens do it. We'll, you know, Lamar Jackson seems to be hitting the injury phase of his career, getting nicked up a lot. Without weapons, he takes upon himself to run a lot. And then um, the AFC, AFC South, I think the Colts are going to gonna upset Tennessee and take their spot this year. I think we saw a little bit of Derrick Henry hitting uh, his injury spell last year. He missed a lot. What he missed almost the entire season last year. 
so he, you you conceivably he should have fresh legs but the guy's taken a, a lot of hits through the years he's the the sole focal point of that offense they surrounded by him i think the colts have a good enough defense they plug in matt ryan instead of carson wentz and i think they have enough to win that division so that's who i'm going with in the afc the raiders the colts the bills and the Bengals. those are my four division winners all right, so let's see. Uh, since we're doing that, um, I there's something about the Chargers, man. I see something special about the Chargers uh, between having Bosa and also having um, Derwin James at quarter, uh, cornerback. Also, who else did they get? They got Khalil Mack, who's still you know a, a threat on defense. And then you got Justin Herbert doing what he does, and Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield. So I picked them to win that division. I think Kansas City regresses this year. Um, let's see, in the South, Scott D.M. with you. I also say uh, the Colts because I think having Matt Ryan will be a difference. The defense is stout, and they always do what they're supposed to do. Um, the North, mm, the Bengals, because the Bengals still have everybody coming back, and they're the most complete team in that division. But, you know, you can't sleep on Pittsburgh. Um, Baltimore, we don't know what we're going to get out of Baltimore. And then the Browns, well, we, don't, we still don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, that leads me to the east. Give me Buffalo, and uh, I think I did. I touched all of all the divisions. Yeah, yeah. North, south, east, west. We differed uh, on one. Which I one? I went with the Raiders. Going the, I went with the Raiders. You went with the Chargers. Okay, that's what I did here. All right, fellas, on the NFC side of things, what's intriguing? Who we got? Who's going to take a step forward? Who's going to take a step back? Scotty D, what you think? Well, I'm going to start with my own division, and everybody is now seeming the on the Eagles bandwagon. I'm not really sure why. I understand that I, like most people, that the Cowboys definitely going into the season seem to be a weaker team than the way they finished last season. Losing Amari Cooper, losing Cedric Wilson, Lyle Collins is gone. Tyron Smith is out hurt again. So there's some inexperience at the wide receiver position. But I think the Cowboys can regress down to a nine win team and still win that division. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Cowboys barely over the Eagles in that division. Um, I still like the Packers. I, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to regress in the North a little bit, but I still, I, I, I don't, I don't, there's not good enough quarterback play coming out of Chicago or Detroit and Minnesota with the new coach. They could pose some problems. Could be the Vikings and Packers vying for that division, but I'm going to stick with Aaron Rodgers, even though he admits to being a liar at this point. <laughs> um, he did. He fessed up, which he didn't have to because we already knew. Uh, I'm sticking with the Buccaneers still in the South. Sorry, Panther guys. I, I don't think you're quite there yet to compete. I, I don't think you will disagree much with me there. And I, I, I got to go Rams again because I think the Rams – are going to go back to the Super Bowl again. I think they're going to win the win their division. I think the 49ers, I mean, if Trey Lance is as good as advertised, they could be right there in that mix. It's, it's, that's a question. We haven't seen them in, in any, like, meaningful competition yet. So I'm going to go with the guy that, that helped the, turn the Rams franchise into Super Bowl winners last year. I'm going to pick them again. Um, not going out on a, on a limb there. Not, not, a, not a crazy, daring pick but it's i think it's a smart pick last the super bowl in the preseason that worked out for me i'm picking them to do the same again this year just because i don't see another team in the nfc that is ready to knock them off i think tampa bay is going to regress i i, 
at some point, Tom Brady's got to start looking older, right? I mean, yeah. he actually retired and said, I'm going to come back. But he, I, I, I just, I, I think, I think Tampa with the, with the new coach there, I don't know. I just, I don't think any team is going to be strong enough to compete with the Rams. And Sean McVay to me is still brilliant. And I'm going with those guys. Be live. What do you think in the NFC? Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be controversial. Oh. I like doing, I like doing that. I slept on this. I slept on this and I've been thinking about it all day. In the NFC East, I'm going to, I'm going to be on that bandwagon. I'm jumping on that bandwagon and I'm going to say it's the Eagles. And the only reason why is because Dallas is going in the wrong direction. I just, I don't see any improvement. Yes, they won 12 games last year, but they, they've regressed. So like they don't have any, that doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. I don't see any improvement on the offense. I think their offensive line has gotten weaker. Jerry Jones still believes in um, Zeke Elliott for whatever reason. Please explain that to me. It was, when will they actually turn give the ball to Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard is your more he's your more dynamic running back. Why is he not leading this team? I don't care who's get paid, whatever. Tony Pollard is your your, your option. That's who you should be running your offense to. But that's just me. The NFC South. I'm going 100% complete fanboy with it. I'm sorry. I've tried. I've tried my best over the past couple of weeks. I've tried to curb my enthusiasm. I'm like, man. But I feel something in the air. You're absolutely right about the um about the Buccaneers regressing. I think there's too much off the field stuff with Tom Brady right now. There's just too much like. Between Miami, between something's up, yeah, something, yeah, something. There's way too much going on off the field. Yes, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, but it, I just think it, I, I honestly believe that his focus is elsewhere. Not to mention his it, the issues with his O line too. Yeah, the, that the interior part of your O line. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm sending, I'm sending house every single. I don't care. He and Gronk's gonna, gone. His security blanket's gone. He's he's gonna be on his back. I don't care what anybody says, and it's, it's gonna wear on him. I'm going fanboy. I think Carolina's defense Woo! is vastly improved. I think it would if they stay healthy. I think Carolina will have a top five defense this year. I see it all across the board. They're hawks. They're ball hawks out there. They're gonna go after the ball, and then that's gonna give us. It's gonna give a short field. And Baker Mayfield is he? I just I maybe it's that lightning in the bottle. I'm picking the Panthers. I'm picking coming the around to Baker. Come, I'm, I'm like five. came around to me and Baker. I'm picking the Panthers to win the division because we've made a we've made an improvement at quarterback. We, we, that's a, we, that's adorable. That is adorable. Oh. Anyway. How about the NFC? <laughs> How about the NFC? The, 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 the NFC, NFC North. Let me get there. Okay, I, North. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm. I'm going to give you a prediction. I think Kirk Cousins performs better than Aaron Rodgers this year. Okay. You like I, that? You like that? I think Justin Jefferson will be your top wide receiver in the NFL. Mm, okay. I hope I so. Th- I think he saw he saw what Jamar Chase did last year, 
He's like, hold on, hold on, little buddy. Hold on, little buddy. You might, they must have forgot who watch I am. This. Watch <laughs> this. Watch this. Watch this. I think that comedy, I, here's, the, here's the one thing that's going to be make or break for Minnesota. If Dalvin Cook stays healthy, if he stays healthy, Minnesota will top Green Bay this year. So I'm, right. picking, I'm picking the Vikings, and I'm right there with you. The Los Angeles Rams. And they, I, I, they're the same team that they were last year. They they lost OBJ, got Allen Robinson. They um Von Miller, who did they pick up? Um, uh, not Khalil Mack. I'm sorry. Who did they, who did they pick up? On they they pick up somebody. I can't I can't remember. But you you still got them boys. You mm-hmm. still got Aaron. You still got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, they're gonna be perfectly fine. And I just so. I think I think to be honest with you, I think Allen Robinson is an upgrade from OPJ. I'm I'm telling you that I think they're just they're the same team that won the Super Bowl. So I'm picking the Rams in the NFC. I'm in, I'm throwing my AFC picks um as well. I'm going I'm a, I'm gonna blow your mind with this one. I'm going Bills, Ravens, Jaguars, and Raiders. I'm picking Jaguars. I'm picking Jacksonville to win their division. I think they've made a lot of moves in the offseason. They plugged in some they plugged some holes that they had. And I want to see Doug Peterson do some magic. I think Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, I think they, that I think that's magic. I think that Urban Meyer just plainly sucks. Yeah. I I think <laughs> that Doug Peterson will have them boys playing. And again, the, the the division itself is just it's whew, to be. I think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in that division. Matt Ryan is up there in age. I just just I think he'll he'll do something. But I just I just I honestly believe that the Jaguars are going to shock some people this year. I'm picking the Jaguars to win their division. Overall, I see the Bills versus um I see the Bills versus the Rams in the Super Bowl. And I see finally, finally, after so many failed attempts, I see the Buffalo Bills bringing home the Vince Lombardi trophy. Okay, solid. So, ah, we agree on that one too. Yep. I'm. I'm. I. Who did, who did you say in the West? You took the Raiders. The I took. I. I took the Las Vegas Raiders. I okay. think. I. I just. I just think they're. They're. That's crazy. The three of us. None of us picked the Chiefs. I, it's is I'll tell you why I didn't pick the Chiefs. The Chiefs. It's too much going on in Kansas City because there's no Tyreek Hill. You got Marquez Valdez Scantling kind of catch the ball when I want to. Juju, Mr. TikTok Corvette Corvette. I don't know what the hell is going on in the backfield between Isaiah Pacheco, Ronald Jones, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire because he can't seem to stay healthy all of a sudden. And I, I I don't know. I mean the only surefire thing that's there in Kansas City right now is Travis Kelsey. And Patrick Mahomes, but there's only going to be so many times that he can really leave on, lean on Travis Kelsey. So with that being said, my turn to pick the NFC. Uh, let's see, NFC East. I think the Eagles do a little something. The Eagles do a little something. It's going to be. It's, I think the Eagles will do a little something. Uh, let's see in the South. Be live. I would love to pick the Panthers. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. A team that nobody's really talking about in the South. The New Orleans don't Saints. You do, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Not the Saints. You know it ain't the damn Falcons. Um, well, of course not. They're going to be horrible this year. Sp- God. Spoiler alert, 
we see Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter week five. Week five. You're here on the Sports Bulls podcast. So um, the Saints are going to surprise some people this year because they get everybody healthy. And if Michael Thomas can return to the Michael Thomas, then, he, then you know, the division's in trouble. And then uh, we still got Alvin Kamara battling his off-the-field situations. So that's um, so that's East, West, North. The NFC North is going to be a two-race team between the Packers and between the Vikings. So I'm going to have to roll with the experience on that side and say the Packers because – if he's not high off Ashwagandha root and acts like he give a damn, he just Aaron Rodgers just might make it happen. And on the West, the Rams because Seattle's um, Seattle's downgraded. DeAndre Hopkins is out six games in Arizona. We don't know what's going on with that whole situation. And then San Francisco, they got a whole quarterback conundrum with. We're going to trade Jimmy G, but we're going to start trade Lance. No, we're going to sign Jimmy G. He's going to take a pay cut, and he's going to be a backup to trade Lance. And so this, this I'm going to need trade Lance to show and prove this time around. And also with San Francisco, they're, they're running back by committee situation. I don't know what's going on. And their defense is solid, but I don't think it's solid enough to overtake the Rams. Let me, guys, let me ask you guys a, a, a quick um, – oh, actually, go ahead, Eddie, on your – who who you going to pick at the end? We both – us two both took Bills and Rams, amazingly. We both agreed on that. Let's go three for three, Bills and Rams. Okay. There you have it. All right, now let me ask you guys on the flip side, who's going to be picking number one next year in the draft? Ooh. Ooh, that, that is a three-headed horse. That's a three-headed horse. I mean, I think we all can agree we're talking either Atlanta, Houston, or Seattle. Yeah. Seattle's made it perfectly clear that that's exactly what they want to do. <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's like it's one of those things. Like they've not made it a secret, even though there's like anti-tanking, blah blah blah, whatever. They have not kept it a secret that they are going for. <laughs> they're going for a quarterback next year, yeah. and regardless of whatever's going on, they've made zero improvements. Ah, but here's the thing. I wasn't getting. I'm going to look at the quarterback situation. And then their defense. Atlanta can never stop a nosebleed. I've never seen Atlanta stop a nosebleed. Houston, I don't know what's going on with their organization, nor do I really care. Seattle, I just, they they haven't been the same since um they didn't feed um um Skittles Beast Mode from um on the second second goal from the one. They've in the Legion of Boom is gone. I, in my heart of hearts, I'm going to go with what the toughest division. I think Seattle's going to be um, with the number one pick next year because they got to they got to face the Cardinals twice, the Rams twice, and the 49ers twice, and that that's that's um that's six losses right there. I forget are they are they affiliate? Who are they affiliated with in um? Are they, do they have to face AFC West opponents this year? I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure right off the right off the I, end. I, 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 I'm not sure. I just feel I, like it does. It doesn't matter. They, it, it, they wouldn't be if they're facing Division One. They they've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, just... it, they, they they got they got problems. I was actually going to pick Seattle till you reminded me of how bad Houston is. I can't even name anybody on Houston. I don't know one player on the team right now, and. Who's their head coach again? 
Lovey Smith. Lovey, that's right, Lovey. Okay. All right, all right. So let's see. We talking no, about that's, that's we, a disaster. Yeah, that's we talking about Houston. Let's see. We got Nico Collins, somebody named Pierce, Davis Mills with his, his extendo neck. Didn't Brandon Casey, Cook? I, didn't Brandon Cook play like lead wide receiver? Yeah, he's still there. You all talk about a struggle last a thousand yards. Good God. Ugh. I'm going Houston. I, I that's my number one pick. But I think uh, Seattle's got a good crack at it. I think the Lions and well, I think the Lions are improving a little bit. Uh, the Commanders got an outside shot at it too. Ooh. I think. Oh, be live uh, to answer your question about um, Seattle playing the AFC West. Uh, November, let's see, October twenty third, they play the Chargers in L.A. Uh, where are we going here? They play the Raiders at home. They play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yeah, they're, they're done. They're and done. and the last game, yeah, and the last game of the season, they play the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions, the L.A. Rams. So, be like, you said that's six, right? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Win. That might be their best chance of the win. Because they're going to sit the starters. Because they're, they're yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they're going to sit the damn starters, and that's it. That's the be- that's the, about their best and only chance to win. Other than that, let's see. Uh, who who the Seahawks play? They play the Jets. They play the Panthers. We're going to walk the dog. Oh, we get, oh, that's a West Coast game, B-Live. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they play the Panthers. Let's see. They play the Giants. That'll be a dub for them. Y- y- yeah. They, they 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 might go what one fifteen and one this year? It's impossible. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, for the Seahawks, man, it's not looking too good. Um, nothing personal, Seahawks fans, but welcome to what I like to call the rebuild. So we all got our Super Bowl picks in and everything, fellas. Oh, be live. Hey, watch out for Week Three. That is going to be huge, huge implications on who's going to have the number one draft pick because you're going to have a juggernaut of a fight. It's oh, going to be massive. It's gonna be the Seattle Seahawks versus the Atlanta Falcons. Oh my God! It's gonna be pandemonium. <laughs> that is gonna. I'm gonna watch that just for pure entertainment. That right there is probably gonna tell us who is going to end up with the number one draft. Oh, oh I, good. You very well. That's gonna be ugly. But hey, um, I'm looking at their schedule. I I see two wins at best for Seattle. They might, and and then again, they, them it really ain't even two wins I can really see because who knows what the Jets are gonna do? The Jets have improved from yeah. all of everything I've heard. They've improved, and so <laughs> they got they got they got the Jets. They've got the Lions. They've got the Falcons. The Falcons. And they got the Giants at some point in time as well. Those those are the four games I see that they have a chance of winning. The other ones not even close. I think they're so. gonna t- I think they're gonna tie one this season too. <laughs> they're gonna that tie one for some, for some strange reason. I, I, they're gonna tie one. Watch, watch Seattle go out there and play good and make us look real silly. But you know, when I'm you're be mad. At, I'm, be, I'm I'm be mad. Hey, when you're right, you're, go ahead, be live. I was saying December 11th. You want to plan a West Coast trip? I've been well, I've been wanting to go to Seattle. Yeah, oh, Seattle's nice. 
All right, with that being said, that's it for the NFL for this time. For this time, but uh, on the next episode, we're going to talk some more about the NFL. A whole lot more. Coming up next on the Sports Bowls podcast, we got the FedEx Championship, the PGA, Live Golf. I don't know what's more here rivalry than that. That or Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Talk about some golf. Coming right back after this. All right, welcome back to the Sports Bros Podcast. And before I left, I was talking about the PGA, the FedEx, Live Golf. Did somebody fight? Did somebody swing a club and break somebody's nose? I don't know what was going on because I was working, but in the group chat, was very engaging between the Money Man, Scotty D, and the Almighty Be Live. For those of us that don't know what the hell was going on, fellas, can you please tell us? Well, first of all, the the FedEx Cup actually was really exciting that this playoff that came down to this past weekend has that kind of weird format where um, based on the point system going into the, into the final few weeks of the season, Scotty Scheffler had a two stroke lead over um, who was behind him. Shoffley, I believe was, was the next one back. And however they had it staggered, but it came down on Sunday to Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, Sung JM was right there in the mix uh, Shoffley went on a par binge and kind of faded out of contention. And it really came down to those three. Uh, yeah, you got to kind of feel for Scotty Scheffler because to me, other than the live golf story, as far as competitor wise, Scotty Scheffler was the biggest story in golf this year. This is a guy who a year ago was just another guy on the tour. And this year he's the top player in the world. He's won multiple tournaments, including a major he's been, um, right around the leaderboard weekend after weekend it, it's been he, he's been fun to watch actually i mean he's, he's an exciting golfer and his uh his shot sort of deserted him a little bit on sunday he, he he tends to hit the ball a little bit of a fade quite often and everything was just staying left on him and it was just a grind for him this weekend yet there on the 18th hole only down a shot rory mcelroy left the door open for him that if he could get up and down out of the sand, he still would have had a birdie attempt to, to force a playoff. And it just wasn't his day. He ran it past the hole and, and didn't, you know, was unable to, to, to make the move. And Rory McIlroy was the champion. And Sung JM was right there too. He was in the clubhouse only a stroke behind and had these guys messed up on that final hole. He was ready. He was ready to pounce. He had a great day too. I think, be like, didn't he have a, a big bogey on like the 15th, 16th, somewhere in there it, as well? Had, that he had a double bogey, a double, a double bogey. Okay, he had a double yeah. bogey. That that if he if he bogeys that, we got a playoff, right? So he, that's the old, that's the you know yeah, yeah. I was like, because he was he was tearing it up on the back now. I'm like, hey, um, fella, you need to watch out for this um Sungay um M guy he, um yeah, yeah he, and he almost and he almost made his birdie putt on 18 which would have uh, again he did, he was just one one stroke away having said all that you you know Justin Thomas was in the hunt Xander Shoffley was in the hunt these are the heavyweights these are the big boys on the PJ tour and I did not miss Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson or Sergio or Phil. I didn't miss any of those guys. I didn't feel like there's anything missing from this tournament because with the PGA, you never know. Anyway, the PGA, there's always a guy who you don't expect to be in the mix on a Sunday afternoon. It's in the mix. It's not always just the guys whose names we know. There's always somebody that makes a name 
or or lingers around. A guy like Tony Finau for years was just you know rising, rising, and he, and he got a couple wins this year. You know, we were on Finau watch last year because we're like, we like this guy. He's always close, but he never wins, and and now he does. He's broken through. And Jordan Spieth has had a, a resurgence. He's he's back in 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 the mix of things this year. It was a fun year on the PGA Tour on the course. This other stuff sucks. I hate this yeah. other stuff because it's taking away from how good the PGA really is. And now the PGA has a big divide. And there are talented guys. Just because we didn't miss them doesn't mean that they couldn't have been in there and added something to this tournament. Cam Smith won the last major championship of the year, and he didn't play. He was, I think, out not be. I think of because of injury. I think he wasn't going to play anyway. But he has defected nonetheless. He's gone. He's he's a, a live guy now, and that's going to affect the Presidents Cup coming up in I think it's four weeks. That some of these guys yeah. are not going to be able to participate in the Presidents Cup on both sides. And and I hate that I've said been saying all along how much I hate this. I I, I hate the divide in golf, but. When when it comes time to plant your flag, I'm rolling with the PGA because I didn't feel like that 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 made any. I didn't make the tournament more watered down. It didn't make the event feel less of an event, and it, it's kind of fitting that the guy who seemed to be standing at the forefront, most vocal, other than Tiger Woods, was Rory McIlroy. And at the end of the guy, the, the man waving the flag for the PGA won the last event that it, you know gives him the championship. So, I guess. We're going to keep having to talk about live golf, even though I don't really want to, because I'm happy with the PGA and I like that they're uh, they're 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 making some changes. And it's funny. One of the guys and I forget who it was, one of the guys who already defected was kind of mocking the PGA last week saying, oh, well, they're they're kind of copying the live tour for. Well, you know what? Their their hand was forced to make changes. So they're doing it. OK, good for them. At least they're not completely sticking their head in the sand. They're acknowledging that there's another entity out there that they have to, you know, acknowledge. And they are. They're giving the guys more money and making more events like these events that they're going to have next year or for like the elite golfers, not just the entire tour. And it is going to do some things that's going to make it interesting and different. So, na 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 na. So, there, live golf. I, you know, I, I don't want to watch you. I'm not going to watch your event next week. And I hope you don't get a TV deal. I know you will. But when you get it, I'm not going to watch anyway because I don't have time because I'm already watching the PGA and pro wrestling. Be live to you. Did you just nana nana? I sure as hell did. Yes. You did that. The hell? God. All right. Well, I'm glad we are not professionals. (laughs) Man. Scotty, get off of your high horse when it comes to the Live Golf Tour. I don't understand. I'm gonna. This is what this is what I'm gonna do for you. Yes, we talked about the um, FedEx Championship. Scheffler had a six hole, six stroke lead. What yeah, happened? God, yep. he, ugh, man, and Roy, and Roy McIlroy essentially right now is the face of the PGA. He's the one that's taking on the mantle. He's putting up the fight against um the Live Golf Tour. My biggest thing is this: Why is it a fight? It doesn't have to be a fight. If the PGA Tour would just allow their players to play in b- both tours, as opposed to, oh, no, they're, they're banned. Why? Give me a good reason why the PGA decided to ban these players. These players asked to, to play in these other tournaments. Why are they exclusive to the PGA? It's not like other professional sports, like um, basketball, baseball, football, where you're contractually obligated 
These are independent contractors that the PGA Tour is like, well, shoot, well, if you're on, if you're not playing just for us, then you can't play for us at all. What? What? But would the but but would the NFL lend the USFL their players whenever the USFL is trying to compete with them? Here's, this is a, this is a league that's they're trying to compete with again, the PGA. Why, why would you allow the NFL, them to have their elite the players? N, the NFL is contractually these players are contractually obligated. I got it. I got it. But but what if they weren't? What what if they weren't? Well, would, what, you still, would you would you as the NFL want your players going to I'm so, play I'm for so, a competing league? I'm so I would. You you wouldn't want them to, but what could you hold them? How could you hold them to? They're not. There's a huge lawsuit about this. Like how? Like what gives the PGA the right to say, "Hey, you're you're no longer allowed to compete for the um because you went and did an invitation over here and made a little extra money on the side." I'm well, that good. was already a rule that was in place. You have to you had to sign waivers. You had to get clearance to be able and, to do that. And these that guys is, did not do it. So they just, asked they asked the PGA for permission. The PGA they said, said no. no. Right. So, well, well, again, why? Why? You haven't given you have not given me yet a look. Because here's the thing. I would understand. I just did. I just did give you a reason. I would not want to give somebody Dude, my elite the, players. I wouldn't. If I if I'm owning a restaurant and a sports bar, perhaps, and a sports bar open across the street, I wouldn't say, "Well, here, take my better servers and you try to take some of my business." I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that. Are, here's the thing: Are they employed by the PGA? In a sense, they are because they're on in, their no, events and they're on in, their. In yeah. a sense, no, they yeah. they, they, yeah. they qualify for the they, right. they qualify for the events. They, they, they're, I mean, they're we're, we're talking carrying. we're talking semantics at this point. But you're asking <laughs> why, why, why would you, if you're the PJ, why would you not want that to happen? That is why you don't want to. You're not going to want somebody to take your best talent not, to compete not, against you. They're not compete. See, it's the thing. Initially, if you really, if you really break it down, the Live Golf Tour isn't competing against the PGA. They're actually giving the players what they wanted to start with. Hey. I, if as a member of the PGA Tour, I'm a card carrying member, why do I go to these tournaments and walk away with nothing? They but don't you walk are, away with nothing. Oh, if you don't make it past Friday, you make nothing. You still make, you still make money. You, um, you still make money. Where? Not from the PGA? You don't make you, live money. And they, and, but Monaghan has flat out <laughs> said that. You, we can't compete monetarily that, 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 with them. That, that's the, yeah, but here's the thing. That was one of the things that was a big. It's been a fight for a long time where the players were like, "Hey, I'm going to these tournaments. I'm traveling. That that costs money to get there. It costs money to get in, or it costs somebody money. Usually, most PGA players are sponsored by somebody, but it costs money to get into these tournaments. And then for them, after two days, oh, you didn't make it. You win nothing. You don't. You don't get paid by the PGA if you miss the cut. That's it. You." Your purse is zero dollars, so th- th- it w- we could go off on an entire tangent on that. What I'm, what the PGA should have done is that these guys want to play an additional tournament here. They want to play an additional tournament there. They can still be your feature players in your major championships. Golfers now don't play every tournament, so why? Like, so, uh, so, it's, so it's what PGA- you're saying is. Let them allow them to play 
whenever they're not playing in my event just to make that league bigger and better and better. And then they get their TV contract and now they will be competing head to head against me. I don't, I don't see it that way, but well, also, but it, here's the thing. That, but that's a reality. That's what would happen. Competition is good for the soul. And I'm actually going to make an argument for you, Scott, because you made, you made, you made something very compelling. And I did, and I did like this. You said that we didn't miss those players that went over to the live golf tour. You're absolutely right. Because you know what? Golf is one of those beautiful sports that from your top of the world to number 200, they can put up good scores from time to time. All it's going to do is that your top, um, your scores may go down two strokes or up up two strokes. So where like the winner would... um, shoot 16 under, they now will shoot 14 under. You're still going to have the same level of competition. I think you we've seen it for before our very eyes. Cream still rises to the top. And I think as players, the fact they go over to the Live Golf Tour, you're going to see these um, up-and-comers that we may never have heard before. They're going to start showing up in the top 10 of these tournaments. And they're going to make a name for themselves. Golf is one of those beautiful things that the level of competition is going to be there because there's only but so many strokes on a golf course. There's not going to be that, I don't think there's going to be that big of a divide between number one and number 64 or whoever makes the cut. It's still going to be competitive. We're still going to watch. I just think it was it, the way the PGA went about it, I think is wrong. It could have been, could have been beneficial to both, but now it is a competition. And live is in right now as the players leave and go over. Yes, we're as as Americans, we have the like right now. I'm looking on ESPN right now on the on their website. They don't mention a thing about live golf because you know what? Their 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 money is with PGA. So guess what? I have to go to a different source to find out about live golf, et cetera, et cetera. PGA is going to be fine, but it could have been the P, the PGA could have been better if they'd allowed these players as opposed to saying, yes. you know what, we're done with you wipe my hands well at the end yeah oh well from the outside looking in uh we've had this conversation before i'll say it once and i'll say it again um competition is good competition is good because matter of fact like i said before and i'll say it again you remember how you know wwe was you know was was running it down their legs and all of a sudden wcw came with a whole edgier product and wwe was like oh well we got to step up so, I mean, you know, competition forces you to step your game up. And has it worked for the PGA? Yes, it has. Oh, like you said, there's another entity. So, with another entity, we really got to step our game up. We really have to step our game up. And then, you know, there's, you know, there's reasons why people like that, like live, and there's reasons why they don't. But, you know, what you know, but that that's your right. You like what you like, you follow what you follow, and you do what you do. With that being said, fellas, I would look at my watch, but I think my watch quit on me and I got like a farmer's tan. But that being said, <laughs> guess what time it is? What time is it? You know, time, time for um, um, Sky D to take that orange from underneath his shirt when we go on this break. I can still see it because it's ridiculous. But besides that, I, I, I digress again. God, like I love orange, but I don't want it on him. Like, where you? So you've had this shirt for over a decade. 
several years. I don't remember exactly the day and time I bought it, but it's been a while. Yeah, I've had it for a while. Why? I like to wear different college t-shirts and uh, when nobody, I was at overtime. Nobody ever says that. Nobody I, does well, that. Well, I well, you know, I, I'm an enigma. You I am, you, I am. you you enigma something. <laughs> oh man, with that being said, it is time <laughs> once again for our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices, because you almost took the train and put it in the woods. And with that being and with that being said, <laughs> hey yo button, hit it. Choices of the voices coming right back. Orange shirts and all coming right at you. I might bust out an orange shirt. That's a lie. We'll be right back. <laughs> That's a whole lot. You bet not. That's a dime lie. We'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so loving this button for introducing our favorite portion of the show. You guessed it, the choices of the voices. Scotty D, I leaned back from the mic this time, so that way I wouldn't <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't blow your eardrums up. Choices of the voices. You know how we do it. Uh, we ask you questions. Uh, y'all give us the answers. We talk about it. Good, clean, fun, and pure entertainment. Uh, with that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's Choices of the Voices? All right. At the behest of Live, who spur of the moment came up with this idea last week, we asked, which owner would you like to see excused? 86 ousted fired from the from the NFL from their team and it was actually a, a really good excuse for me to post that picture of Mark Davis that I absolutely love because Mark Davis is like the best looking man in all of sports with his with his hair <laughs> no better hairdo out there than the Mark Davis hairdo between Mark Davis and Kevin Durant y'all have way too much money <laughs> to have your hair this bad. Ah, that's, uh, that's yeah, <sighs> Mark, Mark anyway, but that was uh that was a great excuse to to put the Mark Davis picture up. And uh we did have a a few answers, but it seemed like it was pretty heavy towards one. So Eddie Cool, right. talk to me. All right, so here we go. We got our boy Joy Buckets, Joe Gafkin. He said, You already know Daniel Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Snyder. All right. <laughs> we we feel you. <laughs> we're 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 not we're not a we're not a commander skin football team fan. Even we know it's time for him to get his ass up out of there. Hmm. Um, Mark Olds he says Jerry needs to go bye bye or let someone else run the operation. So that's one for Jerry Jones, one for Daniel Snyder. All right, all right. Jeffrey Dean he said I don't pay attention to other owners or management staff, just the Pittsburgh teams. The rest of them suck in my eyes. Well, you include Nutting in that group. Scotty D, who is he referring to? Bob Nutting owns the Pirates, so he he went straight to the source of the problem here in Pittsburgh. The Roonies are fine. They're cool. Everyone likes the Roonies, but everybody wants Nutting out of here. So uh, he he hopped the line over to another sport, but good answer nonetheless. Yeah. How how does does the uh, the pulse of Pittsburgh feel about Akershire Stadium? They hate it. They hate it. Everyone's like, I'm still calling it Heinz. Yeah. I'm not changing. The big and there's, there's, there's a, there's a, a theater here, a, an outdoor venue 
called the Star Lake Amphitheater. And it came around back probably in the early 90s. And it's 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 popular. It's, a, it's out of town here, maybe like 30 minutes out of town. And through the years, it has had different names, different sponsors taken over. And now I believe it's called Star Lake Amphitheater again. But everybody around here says it doesn't matter. I called it that anyway. And that's what I'm going to do with this stadium. I'm, I'm still calling it Heinz Field. I never stopped saying Star Lake Amphitheater. And I'm never going to stop saying Heinz Field. So that's <laughs> yeah, that's so. how they feel about that. So right. anyway, carry on. All right, we got Kathy Natchheim. She says, Can- Captain Kangaroo plays football. <laughs> that's a that's a reference to the Mark Davis hairdo. I, I figured <laughs> it. I was like, you know what? It got to be about that damn hairdo. I yeah. got you. Good one, Kathy. Good one, Kathy. All right, he's Brady. He says, oh, Jerry got to go. He has taken a dynasty and turned it into the joke of the NFL. Time to pass the ball, buddy. Um, he dismantled two Super Bowl winning teams, and they haven't won anything since the 90s. He's the only remaining factor. He's got to go. So two for Jarrah Jones. All right. Matty Ice, Matt Uliski, he says, hmm, Jerry Jones, definitely dude, has been a menace to the league for way too long. <laughs> uh, but tell Mr. Davis that haircut has to go too. So one for no. the haircut. Yeah, one for oh. the haircut. And what, three for Jarrah, if you're keeping the score. <laughs> All right. Uh, for some strange reason, uh, Anthony. No, I'm joking. All right, Anthony Wilson. He says, I would say Mark Davis. Hmm, okay, I think he has a lot of pressure just based off of who his dad was. Plus, it's like the Raiders haven't done anything in so long. Cowboys, too, but we know Jerry Jones probably won't go anywhere anytime soon. All right, can't, can't dispute that unless you get into a um, unless you get Vince McMahon. But anyways. I, I, see, I don't know why Mark Davis needs to go because he's got pressure on him. They're, they're, go, they're headed in the right direction, after, especially yeah. after what happened last year. They're, they're headed in the right direction as opposed to some of these owners out here. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Big Mike, Mike Clarity, he said, Jared needs to go. Just go ahead and retire. The glory days of the 90s have come and gone. He should just focus on traveling the world on a super yacht. He has done far enough on the business side of adding to the Cowboys brand, which is true. All right. Friend of the show, JR Speaks, he says, Jerry Jones and the whole <laughs> Cowboy organization. We know why he said that. Oh, the, the, the whole organization. Everybody. Let's take, 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 take Jerry Jones and $8 billion and just throw it all away. Yeah. Ooh. Put it all in the river, all right? Corey Turner, he says, Daniel Snyder. All right. Craig Burns said all NFL owners should be forced to have the Mark Davis hairstyle. (laughs) (laughs) Even the good ones? Even the ones that win? (laughs) Thomas Hovis, he said, definitely Jerry Jones. And he said, F the whole state of Texas. The whole state? The whole state. Hovis don't want a damn thing to do with Texas. I don't know what happened. But he said, F the whole state of Texas. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. My homeboy, Jamal Moultrie. Yes, uh, Jamal Moultrie from Georgetown. He said, definitely Jerry Jones' old ass. He's trapped in the glory days of the 90s. And rounding up, Martin Tracy said, just because I know some good friends that are Washington football teams fans, I'm going to have to go with Daniel Snyder. All right. With that being said, shout out to Joy Buckets, Mark Olds, Jeffrey Dean, Kathy, Nighttime, I hope I didn't butcher your name. 
Heath Brady, Matt Uliski, Anthony Wilson, Mike Clarity, JR Speaks, Corey Turner, Craig Burns, Thomas Hobus, Jamal Moultrie, and Martin Tracy for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, who has to get the hell out of Dodge, what say you? Well, the Jerry Jones thing is jumping off the page at me. There's like, I think I counted seven out of like 10 or 11, something like that uh, answers. Uh, let, let me say this about Jerry Jones that um, I, I heard somebody say, that I kind of disagree with. I don't think Jerry Jones has been bad for the league. I think he's actually been very good for football. The guy's an incredible, brilliant businessman and marketing, marketing, uh, you know, strategist. Mm. But as the general manager and owner of the Dallas Cowboys, boy, do I want him to go. Whoo! I've been saying this for a long time. Actually, I wouldn't even mind him as owner if he would fire himself as the general manager. That would be okay with me. The, the owner isn't the problem. It's the general manager that's the problem. But the owner and general manager being the same guy, is he's he's. he's clouded up here he's 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 goofed he's goofed he's still high off of uh, off of the 90s and the thing is that 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 infuriates cowboys fans is that he still won't put jimmy johnson in the ring of honor and that just shows you that the that jerry jones doesn't care about his fan base as much as he cares about his ego because it would be very important for cowboy fans they love jimmy to put him up there in the ring of honor next to tom landry and and the playing legends this man brought you two super bowls in the early 90s and jerry does want to acknowledge that and he just says oh I, you know it's just not something i think about a lot i'm gonna get around well think about it because everybody's been on your butt about it for a long time so do it and you kept jason garrett around way too long and we wanted him gone a long time ago so you don't care about us oh. and you're the worst owner in sports so goodbye be live <laughs> i did this on purpose because I knew it was going to bring a lot of um, wrath upon. I, I knew I knew what the answer was going to be. <laughs> I, I knew what the answer was going to be, and th- I'm just going to tell everybody you're flat out wrong. Jerry, yeah. jo- Jerry Jones is not the worst owner. You hit the nail on the head. He's the worst general GM. manager. Yeah. Yep. He's the worst GM, and if he if he's too much of it in his own way to realize that. He, he makes money. He is a very successful NFL owner. Yeah. So that 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 right there now, and it's just he's he's getting in his own way. So I won't say he he needs to go as an owner. He needs to go as a general manager. Get somebody in there that can at, correctly analyze talent. Well, and it's, build it's a been 26 together. years, so it's it's a little late in the game for that. But, uh, but time, time's a ticket, partner. Yeah. But, yeah. hey, but now let me get back to where I need to be at. Because everybody, y'all just wait. All y'all said, all the, it was the majority of just two or three people. Ain't nobody, ain't, ain't nobody got nothing wrong with Robert Kraft. His old creepy tale. <laughs> he need to be gone from life like it's like wow just, like just god you not only did he have a 39 year old girlfriend which is creepy within his own self then you gotta nope 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 i'm uh woo. 
But my answer, my overall answer, I had to mention Robert Kraft just because he's in the penalty box. He should shall not be. He should be the one that shall not be named. But I'm just gonna say it for dexterity. But really, overall, come on. There's nobody worse in this league as an owner than Daniel Snyder. Ugh. Like, tell me one good thing he's done as the owner of the Washington Redskins football team, no-name commanders. I'll wait. Uh, didn't he hire a girl to do something in the organization? Uh, see, there you go. He hired a brother as a president, so he's he's coming along. Like, but but see, I'm biased here because since he's bought the team, they haven't <laughs> they been very anything. good. Yeah, they've been, they've, been, they've been terrible, which has been beneficial to yeah, the, the Cowboys, Giants, the yeah, Cowboys, yeah. and the Eagles. Yeah, because they've yeah. done nothing. I've done anything since Mark Rippon and Art Monk. Yo, what's going on? <laughs> and, they finally, yeah. and Doug Williams. Right, that was before them. Yeah, you know what we all saying. And they they almost had lightning in a bottle with RG3. I'm still didn't like that because they thought he was the next Cam Newton. Yeah, really, though? Come on, bro. He had one good season, then got hurt, hurt, and now he's taking over Randy Moss's job. How dare him? But Daniel, <laughs> Snyder, Daniel Snyder, bro. I mean, he they, not only are the Redskins, the Redskins, the Redskins football team, no-name commanders, have the lowest – Attendance rate in all of NFL, but their the fans don't show up, home or away. It's just, it's a disaster of a it's a disaster of a franchise. And it's even worse than the Texans. Oof. They're worse than the Texans because the Texans just suck all together. They, they I don't even who is who is their owners again? Because I'm sick of him too. McNair <laughs> McNair family. They, they need to. They need. Yeah, they need to go somewhere for where they did Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson did that to himself too. Yeah. He, he, he did this. Some, this, this I'm just saying, yeah, I'm wearing the Clemson jersey. All Rosie to dabble, but bro, come on, man, you, come on, bro. But yeah, they need to go too. But really, Daniel Snyder, they've they've done even the Texans have done something. They've had glimpses of grandeur in the past since they've been a franchise. The the the, the, the Washington Commanders, they won. Their, I think their lone division playoff appearance, they were below 500. <laughs> Even then they were terrible. Like, what has Daniel Snyder actually done for the team? Nothing. Can we get can we get um can we get Gibbs back? Can, they tried, can he they tried the that once. They already tried that once. Can, can, no, can, can he get can we get him as an owner? Because he's a great NASCAR owner. Yeah. <laughs> He knows how to behave. I don't hate. Dan Snyder's got to go. And even like, and, and, and even when Joe Gibbs came I back like as a coach, they were pretty decent. I like him. I like his him. His, his, he's like he likes Dan Snyder to the, the, yeah. the commanders. Oh, oh, I would like him. Too. I would like him too. Just like we love Arthur Blank. Don't we be like? <laughs> yes, we do. Like you notice I didn't mention him at all. Yep. Please, Arthur Blank, keep doing what keep you do. Doing what you do, man. <laughs> keep on doing what you do. Don't be mad. But yeah, I'm with you. Be like, man. They, they, somebody got to give Dale Snyder a bunch of money just to go home and sit down somewhere because between the allegations and mishandling of players and um, withholding the fans' money and getting involved with the SEC, not the football conference, but the government people, it's just 
It's, it's, it's and, and the success rate. I mean, you've had what um, Shanahan, and you've had um, the other Gruden, and it's just who uh, Riverboat Ron. It's it's just a carousel of coaches, and it, it's 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 not a good look. And there's a story of the franchise that is the past like twenty plus years. Like people are like, oh, the Browns are bad. Hey, try being a Washington football team skin um, commander <laughs> fan. Try, try try being that. I mean, I mean the Browns. Joey, I, I get it. Joey Buckets, I, 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 I feel bad for you, Joey Buckets. I really do. I get it. I, I, I'm sweating. I'm aggravated just talking about the, the Washington football team because a, a, a team with so much history, pride, and prestige. Here we go. And Scotty D is sitting back smiling. I am not mad at him none whatsoever. Well, I I also I was a little surprised at your answer, Eddie, because I thought for sure you were going to stick to the region and go with Jimmy Haslam. Because the Browns have been a mess since he's taken over, which was in 2012. Uh, They're 44-94-1 and (laughs) under his ownership and completely botched this whole Deshaun Watson thing this this year with all the guaranteed money and all that stuff. It's it's been a mess in Cleveland since he's been there. So he'd have been another good candidate. But Daniel Snyder, Jimmy Jones, or Jerry Jones have ruled the day here. Yeah, you can. If we ask this question, to the NFL owners right now, Jimmy yeah. Haslam would be number one yeah. on yeah, the list. Probably. I yeah. guarantee you he'd be number one. Especially who who owns the Ravens? Who I don't know who owns the Ravens, but the I shiny? guarantee I, I I guarantee you he whoever they are, they definitely don't like Jimmy Haslam because now Lamar Jackson wants the Sean Watson money and nobody wants to get that contract. Nobody right. wants to give that contract. Like, what was, what were they thinking? That's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's guaranteed, two hundred and thirty million guaranteed to. Oh my goodness, and that's my boy. That's my boy. It's Steve Bashotti. Steve Bashotti. <laughs> He's gonna. I'm telling the NFL owners are like, yo, bro, Jimmy, what has a what are you? Doing. Yeah, that, that was a mistake. Yeah, was <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week's Choices of the Voices. Thank you for participating. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? What we got? All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little college football and ask, um, excluding your favorite team. Actually, let me let me. Uh, don't you me, would just stop? Don't you stop it? Stop it. This is going on YouTube. This is what, going on YouTube. What college football team do you find yourself rooting for that's not your own team because you like to coach? What what college football coach makes you root for him even though he's not the coach of your favorite team? So that means we can't pick Dabo because he's our favorite. He's our favorite coach of our favorite team. So we can't be like you and I can't pick Dabo. So there you have it for next week. Looking for your favorite co- coach from not your favorite team. Who who makes you root for him? What college football coach do you like? Me, and that'll give us something to talk about. Actually, it's gonna be, we're gonna be talking about it in two weeks. Yes. Let me, get, let me catch my pressure points. Usa. Well, what well, how did it was it? Three, two, one. One, two, three. You know who I like? What uh, the my, heck my Pat Narduzzi could be my answer. I like Pat, I like Pat Narduzzi. That could he could be my answer. The fighting Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I can't, I can't stand you. It's been I another edition. 
Oh, George is on the voices. If you see this on um YouTube, like, you- share, comment, show us love, because this is for damn they're not, sure. They're not gonna they're not even gonna understand it listening to the podcast. D- they don't have to watch L- it on YouTube. E M S O and Choices of the Voices next week. Coming up next, we got a round of pepper. And baby, please don't sneeze and get the nasty boogers on me. Round of pepper coming right up. Cheer up, be live. It ain't the end of the world. Time not to cuss. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. Well, you heard the woman, it's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, it's a round of pepper, baby. Rapid fire style, connoisseur or not really. Here to engage, enlighten, entertain, and educate. And whatever you do, please, baby, do not sneeze on me. Before we get in, before we get into this, before, before, before we get into this, fire Scotty D. Fire, fire him. Why? There's I don't know no tomatoes. No, there's nobody in 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 the world that has Clemson attire and South Carolina Gamecock attire in the same closet. That doesn't exist. There are married couples that probably that don't have that in their that one is a um, Clemson fan, one is a South Carolina fan. They don't have that in the same closet. You I wore keep, the, I, I keep you, it in a drawer. You're, like your back, your back has got to be like that's a like that that would make my skin crawl. There was a moment of time where I was accused of having a garnet a shirt on. I threw that thing in the trash. I said, you never saw me wear it ever again. So I don't know how you get away with this. This is sacrilege, and I won't have it anymore, Eddie. Cool. This would be like I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this again. I'm, I just uh, just go ahead and Amtrak the wheel. We'll get you. Go Gamecocks. Go Gamecocks. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I got sidetracked. What uh, the hell? It was that. It was this that is our year. This is our year. Yes, sir. Okay. All the all all the Gamecocks did was make they made a TikTok video that went viral. And they put a bunch of lights in their stadium. I'm just waiting to see their actual schedule come out to see how many night games they have so they can put on this amazing light show to be a mediocre team. But I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, hey, man. We it's got, it's, a, it, it's we, hilarious we, to me. We, 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 we got to be happy about something. Man, y'all, y'all, yeah. Y'all, 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 y'all got viral TikTok videos and. Um, light shows. That's exactly what wins football. Listen, I represent Listen, all Rattler. three bros tonight. I represent all three of us. It just shows no, how much I care about my bros. No, you, you, no, I never so, asked for that. With that in no, mind, no, Eddie Cool, don't, don't you'll go don't. first. Yeah, but with that being said, <laughs> I'll go first. All right. On this day in history, back in 1905, uh, Ty Cobb. Made his debut, um, Major League Baseball debut, and he got a double off of Jack Chesborough in a 5-3 win over the New York Highlanders at Bennett Park in Detroit. Ty Cobb, 
this first of many hits back on this day in 1905. Over to you, Scotty D. Ty Cobb probably be rolling over in his grave when he sees this next mess that's going on. That's that's right. I'm talking about the Yankees. I'm talking about Araldus Chapman. This dude is going on the 15-day injured list because he got a tattoo that got infected on his leg. And it's so bad that he might even have to go to the hospital. They had to miss games because he got a tattoo on his leg that got infected. Yeah, I said that. And, and that's true. That's what happened. Now, I don't have a tattoo. I don't know if you guys have. I think, b Life, didn't you get a, get a yeah, tattoo of like yeah, your, your, your manager's face on your butt or something? I, I did. I absolutely, absolutely did not. I did lose a bet, but it's a spider. It's spider, a spider okay. on my right, right, right there. I don't know if you can see it. But I, I, lo- I, lo- I lost some fancy football. I was dead okay. last in one league. Not the league that matters, but I was dead last in this league, so I got a tattoo. Paul Odom, you lost last year. You got to get the tattoo. I said what I said. Just because the league is no more, you were still obligated to get a tattoo. Yes, I said it on the air. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. So, Aroldis Chapman gets a tattoo during the season. Now, I've never had a tattoo, but they do get irritated, not usually infected, but it can happen. You know, when you don't get a tattoo, you don't get any infection from a tattoo just by not doing it. I can't understand for life of me why he chose during the season, a bad season in which his ERA is over four. He's been on the injured list himself, missing 35 games early in the season. He's getting roughed up. He, his fastball is not, not, that not having the speed and movement it used to he's all over the place. And yet now in the stretch run, when the Yankees are struggling, this guy got to go take a seat for 15 days because he got a tattoo that got infected. Do better be live. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Next. Hey, would Tat- you write, would tattoos you- and ringworms? Ain't that something? I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> would you- I think uh, Scotty D wants him to use that spray to Fernando Tatis. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can get an 80, 80 game band. What are you thinking, bro? Yeah, yeah. A, a tattoo. Oh, boy. All right. Well, what I'm going to do because we had so much to cover um, during the top of the order with NFL, I'm going to bring in college football the way I know how to. But in lieu of the B Live top five, I'm actually going to, because I, I just haven't. I don't know what what how teams have improved. I I follow briefly what I briefly what my Tigers do, but that's there's a lot of camps, a lot of things going on that we um preseason polls rarely ever really matter. They do sometimes, but we're going to talk about five games that I'll be paying attention to this weekend, and I'm gonna start off with two that nobody else cares about. And here he comes with the shirt. He, he switched over. He must have known that I was going to talk about it because one game I will be paying attention to that nobody cares about except for the, um, these people that are in like a 70-minute um, um, distance, um, 70 mile distance between each other. Yes, I'm talking about the, the back backyard brawl. Ten years removed from the Big East, we've got West Virginia versus Pittsburgh, and I'm here for it. There's a lot of bad blood. I'm going to get that shirt that says Sweet Caroline on the front, 
and on the back it says eat pit. Middle <laughs> word could be, um is the equivalent of cow excrement or just excrement period. Dude. But, <laughs> but man, Pitt does lead the series 61 40, um, 61 wins, 40 losses, three ties. West Virginia has won the last three since um, when both teams were in the Big East Conference in 2011. West Virginia went to the Big 12 in 2012. Pittsburgh joined the ACC in 2013. Another game that I'm going to be paying attention to that nobody really cares about because these are two teams that have been going in the wrong direction since they've achieved the greatest trophy there is when it comes to college football, and that's the national championship. They get to face each other this week to see who could actually revive their program and who's still going in the wrong direction. You've got the Seminoles of Florida State going against the Tigers of LSU. Both teams are a shell of their former selves since they've won the national title. They are taking on new coaches since then. We shall see who will win the battle of mediocrity between Florida State and LSU. Eddie Cool, the ball. Ah, uh, you gotta love college football. Rivalry games, some played early, some played in the middle of the season, some played at the end of the season. All right, speaking of calling it a day, fellas, you remember uh, former Seattle Seahawks linebacker Shaquem Griffin? Yes, sir. Yep, you remember him? Well, um, Shaquem Griffin, he retires uh, from the NFL at the age of 27, and he joins the NFL Legends program. Um, As I'm looking at the stuff here, he said, Plan A was to go to college, according to Yahoo. Plan A was to go to college, get an education, and do something that would make a positive impact in the world. Um, Griffin played at the University of Central Florida, and was drafted in the fifth round by the Seattle Seahawks back in 2018. Um, and then, an event further spurred his decision to hang up Plan B, which is football, uh, was a conversation with Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, and asked Griffin about joining the league's Legends program, which is a group of retired players who mentor current players and discuss how to make an impact beyond the field. Griffin said, honestly, it's a little surreal. After everything I've been through in my life, all the hard work, all the doubters, it's almost unthinkable that I'm hanging it up and moving on from the game of football. In case you uh, don't remember who Shaquem Griffin is, he was the, I think he's the first player to ever play in the NFL, and he didn't have a hand. Uh, he was missing a hand. But um, he was able to land a job and um, was able to do it for, you know, about a good five or six years. And now he's a member of the NFL Legends Program. So uh, happy retirement. To Shaquem Griffin at the tender age of 27. Over to you, Scotty D. Yeah, man, I saw that story. That's that's yeah. excellent. And that that was uh that was really uh, a warm one of those warm moments of the year he got drafted, and uh, he, I think Seattle took him to go up yeah. and play with his brother, yep. and that was that was really a cool a cool day that that, that happened. So, um, the man made it. Yep. Um, speaking of the NFL and people who have made it. Now, years ago, I was a manager at a sports bar in South Carolina, Overtime Sports Cafe, legendary place. And one night, probably I'd say around uh, two, seven, 2006, seven, somewhere in that area, a guy come up to me and he said, hey, uh, I bet it's not every day that you get an NFL Super Bowl MVP in this place, is it? And I said, that's pretty true. He said, well, you have one here tonight. And I said, 
uh, who's who's here? And he said, do you know who the MVP was of Super Bowl four? And I said, yes, I do. And I think I was surprised the guy because I did know that it was Len Dawson of the Kansas City Chiefs. And he said, Len Dawson is here with a group of guys and we all come in here about once a year. And on a golf outing, we're in Myrtle Beach for a golf outing. We want to come in here and watch a little sports. This actually was took place during March Madness. It was during it was during the uh, NCAA tournament. And he said, oh, I said, well, would you think you'd mind meeting me? He said, no, come over. I'll introduce you. So I went over and I visited with Len Dawson for a few minutes. At the time, he was doing uh, color commentary on the local station in, in Kansas City for the Chiefs. He wasn't directly employed by the organization, but he was still uh, working with the Chiefs. Pretty much. And it was a very nice guy. He spent just a couple minutes time with me and he allowed him allowed me to take a picture with him, a snapshot that he will never remember. But I always did because he's the only Super Bowl MVP that I've ever met and spent time with and took a picture. And Len Dawson passed away last week at age 87. But I just want to say something really nice about him because Kansas City loved this man because he was a legend there and he did a lot for the community in that area. And he was just a, a local icon out in Kansas city. And I know he'll be very missed in that, in that uh, area of the country. But I thought it was really cool that the guy spent a, just a couple minutes. He was very gracious, very nice. And, and I'll never forget meeting Len Dawson. So rest in peace, Mr. Dawson. It was a pleasure meeting you and um, um, your, your legend will live on in Kansas city. Be live over to you. As a, uh incredible um definitely heartfelt and prayers for his family but he lived a lived a full life and that is wow, quite, a, quite a story quite a story all right let's kick it back in the gear with some more college football because there's three games that everybody should be watching this weekend because man oh man first one i want to mention is number 23 cincinnati Versus number 19, Arkansas. Why this game? Why why is this game so important? We want to see if Cincinnati can be a legit um a power in um in the big leagues because Cincinnati will be joining the Big 12, I believe, next year in 2023. And so if Cincinnati can start off this season with a um a signature SEC win, that would go leaps and bounds for when the Big 12 tries to get there get new TV deals and everything like that by adding uh, um, adding a football, now, I won't say a tradition, but hey, Cincinnati's um, doing, they, they, they made it to the, they made it to the playoff last year. Let's see what Cincinnati is without Desmond Ritter this year. Can they stay atop of the game? Or can Arkansas, that's always been just on the outside looking in, Arkansas has played good football. They just haven't made it to that at that next step of your Georgia, your Alabamas, your LSUs, your Floridas that have won national championships. They've been always in the cusp, one game short. They need to start off this strong right here, right now, with a signature win against Cincinnati. Second game that um has piqued everybody's interest, of course, number 11, Oregon versus the reigning defending undisputed national champion Georgia Bulldogs ranked at number three. My one question is this. Will the Pac-12 or 10, whatever, be irrelevant this year as they have been recently? They've only put a team in the playoff twice since the playoff has been in, um, in effect. And 
This right here is a make or break. If Oregon loses this game, we're not watching West Coast football, just to be honest. You might may <laughs> turn it on for Lincoln Raleigh and Southern Cal, but that's about as much as we really care about um, football over on the West Coast. So, Oregon, this could be a signature win, or this could be the uh, the irrelevant Pac-12-10, as we know. But you know the elephant in the room. Number five, Notre Dame versus number two, Ohio State. It's the elephant in the room. You Whoever wins this has a front row ticket to the playoff. Can Notre Dame shake off that overrated feeling that they've gotten for years upon years upon decades? Or does Ohio State keep still doing Ohio State thing, shake off the dust from last year losing to Michigan, and be the front runner to make it into the playoff? We shall see. Week one, college football coming at you. Eddie Cool, the ball. All right. My third and final pepper point, while B-Live is talking about college football, I'm going to talk a little bit about high school football, especially up here in the Northeast Ohio area, particularly Lorraine County. Um, fellas, when I say this is like running back territory, this is like running back territory. All right, So I'm going to tell you a few notable performances that I've seen or read about within the last week. All right, Week two, um, Jakarian Caffey, Jacorian Caffey for the Avon Eagles, right? He ran for 282 yards on 24 carries, two touchdowns, right? Um, next up, Marco Cerigliano from Columbia. Oh, it's a mouthful. Yeah. I, I try to say that on live radio. I butchered the poor, poor boy's name. I feel so bad about it. <laughs> I told, I told, when I interviewed him a ago, I said, Marco, I am sorry. It's Cerigliano, sir. I'm going to have to do like um, how you write it out, like how it how it sounds like. That's what I have to do. Moving mm. So anyways, uh, Marco is a dog. Marco is a beast. He put on some um, weight this summer. And um, according to my notes, he had 20 – Five carries and 232 yards, four total touchdowns, three rushing, one receiving, all right? And a kid that's really come up, kind of, you know, come out of nowhere by the name of Zach Barnhart for the North Ridgeville Rangers. He had 170 yards on 33 carries and two touchdowns. Matter of fact, his second touchdown came at within 40 seconds in the fourth quarter to give his team the win. And uh, Zach Barnhart, he's only a freshman. He's only a freshman. Wow. And the week before that, he had like 150. He just like burst on the scene. So, uh, hmm. yeah, high school football is in full effect. And um, I got a front row seat right at W-O-B-L-W-D-L-W Radio. Do your thing. Do my thing, as I shall. Over to you, Scotty D. Well, high school football is part of why I always say that these 10 weeks are the best time of year. Uh, March is my favorite month because you're coming out of the winter. Things are starting to heat back up and, and March madness. You got basketball on all the time. But I love this 10 week period from going from August into September and through October, whenever you got high school football. The NFL is just getting ready to get started in another two weeks here. College football is already beginning. And the final stretch 
of the major league baseball season when these games really start ramping up. And as I look at uh, the standings here, the Dodgers have just run away and hit. They are like 19 and a half games ahead of San Diego, whose record is good. They're 70 and 59, but the Dodgers have a 698 winning percentage. The The Braves, you guys, your, your Braves are playing well, but they have the, the third best record in the National League. Unfortunately, the second best is the Mets, who are just ahead of them, but that, that still is going to be decided in this last month. That door is still wide open. The Cardinals have really overtaken the Brewers, and here's an interesting one, guys. The Braves uh, right now lead the first wild card. Philly's got the second one. San Diego and Milwaukee are vying for that third and final one. And it's kind of interesting because they had a very compelling trade at the deadline in which the Brewers sent their closer, Josh Hader, to the to the Padres. And since then, his ERA is over 20. It's like a 23 ERA. Hader can't get anybody out anymore. He's not the closer. He gave up six runs in a third of an inning the other day. He is a mess. He is a broken mess. And the Padres seemingly at the time we thought they had the steal of the trade deadline. So it's going to be interesting to see if is something wrong with Hader's arm or is it his head? What is going on with Hader? Because he was a, a seemingly a big piece to the Padres postseason hopes. Surprisingly enough, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> they they must have known something because he has been just out of it ever since he ever since the trade. Uh, the the Astros are way ahead in the in the American League. The Yankees uh, are going to win their division, and old Hunterson Bullies boys, the Cleveland Guardians, find themselves leading the Central. Uh, that leaves Tampa Bay, Seattle in the wild card mix, and Toronto only a game and a half. Toronto, who I picked to go to the World Series, they're hanging on by a thread for the final wild card spot over Baltimore. So congratulations to the Orioles for being relevant again. Boy, as a Pirate fan, I wish that we could have that. We had a guy last week, O'Neill Cruz, the tall shortstop. He hit a ball 122 miles an hour off the fence for a single. And everyone's celebrating. Everyone's ready to have a parade because he hit a ball that hard. Big whoop. He's batting two. He's batting under 200 right now. Anyway, just want to give you guys a quick baseball uh, wrap up because we are going into a very important month when it comes to baseball. I love this time of year for baseball. Every game matters. Be live over to you. Get it together. Oh man. Oh, my third and final pepper point has absolutely nothing to do with college football. I'm going to wrap up. Um, with a baseball story as well. You know how my third and final pepper points go. And it's not going to feature your top teams in the um, NL or the AL. Back home, it's, um, it's not going to um, feature your, your wild card races and everything. It's going to be the exact opposite. Um, because it does involve um, two balls and a bat. And... Um, some other things, um, calling out signs and et cetera, et cetera, not really. But during an Oakland A's home game, I guess the the baseball game was not that interesting to this couple, thinking that nobody was around them in the stands. There's no, there really not that not too many fans. There were no fans in this particular area, and. The, um, um, in, in the um, in the field um, in the stadium. So 
this young lady decided to um um mishandle her partner's bat and two balls um in the stands during a live game like there's no cameras around and then and in closing <laughs> take me out to the ball there is currently under investigation where a couple could face a fine up to a thousand dollars in six months in jail oh <sighs> come on it they should be excused for being exposed to the Oakland A's. That's what they should be. They, they should get off for that. <laughs> that is punishment enough, but come on. Isn't it, 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 I'd almost understand if it was nighttime, even though the lights are out there and everything, but this is broad daylight. And two, you can a, just a see. Two, a two o'clock day game, just light. <laughs> just you, you can just, come on now. We... You, <laughs> You got to do better. Yeah. If anything, at least just go to the dirty restroom or something. You just, you it is in the stands. Y'all just don't even care. Yeah, they, they, that's how they, bad. That's how bad the product on the field is right now. No. Yeah, open A's. Wow. Um. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. That's about it. They, they yeah. Say that, that, they, I, they say that the Oakland Alameda uh, <laughs> County Stadium is just. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's a dump. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a yes. It's, it's you have to dump. find other ways to entertain yourself because the stadium sucks and the team sucks. And uh, that, that that's probably I'd say good enough for this show at this point. That's it. Thanks for playing. Yep. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> being live. Thank you for listening. Not a problem. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Sports Bowls Podcast. So, did not see that ending happening, but we here now. All right. <laughs> and with that being said, now. And with that being said, and in closing, do something nice for yourself. If you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Be a blessing, not a burden, because who wants a burden in their life? Be good to each other. Love each other. Take care. Drink water. If you pass gas, say excuse me. Just be a good person. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Sweet. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it. Be live. Get us. Take us home. Yes, sir. Sorry, you're. Oh yeah, just to let y'all know. Um, See y'all after Labor Day, and um, we'll be airing on Tuesday. As a week one in the NFL season, the Sports Bowls podcast will be moving to Tuesday. So uh, take care of yourself. Recording on Tuesdays, um, publishing on Wednesdays. Yep, that's what we do it. So um, Tuesday after next, don't be looking for us. Just look for us uh, that Wednesday. Y'all take care. Love y'all. Bye. See you on TikTok. 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 Yeah, TikTok. YouTube. Facebook, show us some love. All right, we going for real. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our link tree link, 
and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.